0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a sort of special episode of um, of the last edit with uh, with a pretty epic film, probably the most epic we've we've talked about, the longest certainly, um, mm-hmm. which is uh, John Woo's Red Cliff, uh, and it's the original uh, Asian or Chinese cut, uh, which runs a little over five hours. Um, now, of course it got distributed in Europe and internationally at uh in a cut of like two and a half hours with uh, large segments of of the movie missing, um sort of making it even more incoherent than it already is. Um mm. <laughs> and uh yeah, I uh I mean, it's not. I don't know that it really counts as obscure because it's one of the biggest blockbusters in uh, in Asian history. But it, mm. I don't know that there are a lot of Westerners who are really familiar with it, uh, which is one of the reasons why I, I chose it. And the fact that we got Total War Three Kingdoms coming up, um, which where the historical battles are actually feature uh, the Battle of Red Cliff, which this movie is about. Um, of course, it is set during the Three Kingdoms period in China. Uh, and yeah, I'm just curious, like because I think this is a movie where not a whole, there isn't really a whole lot of exposition, there isn't a whole lot of explanation, and I think you can very easily get lost if you don't know the historical context, if you don't know who these people are. I think it can mm. be very difficult to sort of tell the characters apart, which is something that people have also sort of complained about with Game of Thrones a bit, because there are a lot of characters here. Uh, so what I'm really curious to hear, first off, is were you able to sort of parse that? I don't know how familiar you are with Three Kingdoms, or if you've played like the Dynasty Warriors games or anything, or were you able to parse the characters and separate them and sort of keep track of them and what was going on, or did you feel lost at times? Uh, no, not lost. Um, I, I, I'm I'm used to you
1: know watching historical epics, and a lot of them do tend to be incredibly convoluted, and not just in plot terms, but in character terms. Um, but they were all distinguishable and unique characters, and... Uh, Okay, okay, uh, like disclaimer, I won't remember all the names. Um, I've got my phone in front of me. And also,
0: also another disclaimer: uh, we're going to pronounce, mispronounce the names. Uh, Oh, absolutely. We we, we do not speak Chinese Mandarin. Uh, I'm going to do my very level best at pronouncing them the way I heard them throughout the movie and the way I've heard them heard others pronounce them. But we're going to make mistakes. Uh, We oh yeah, absolutely. We are Westerners, um, so Mm. that just sort of comes with the territory.
1: Well, I mean, even even like just uh, speaking of that, uh, Sun Quan is how you read it. It's actually yeah. Sun Tran in the film. Yeah, Sun Tran, yes. Yeah. So yeah, it's like okay, <laughs> but you have to pick that stuff up as you uh, as you watch. I'm just not the uh, Yu. It's Jiu Yu. Joe Yu, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, obviously there's, those inflections are really and um, it's not cow cow. It's chow-chow. Chow-chow, yeah. Very difficult to get. <laughs> hey, yeah. but we'll do our best. Um... Yeah, so I kept up with all the characters. Um, I I liked a lot of them. I'll tell you one thing. I I, I thought about this, which uh, straight off the bat, this is the biggest epic I've ever seen. And I've seen a lot of epics. You know, we we were talking not so long ago about the, uh, the the final battle of Game of Thrones and how huge it was. Nah, not really. It's kind of small actually by comparison. I mean, uh, was it you? You told me um, uh, yesterday, I think it was, that the Chinese government gave. That this had the biggest budget of any chinese movie ever made
0: yeah at the time yeah they got yeah. i mean, mean it, a minuscule budget in hollywood terms like 90 million dollars i think oh okay okay i mean that's not oh that's bet, like yeah, a drop, two, drop in the bucket to like some of the marvel uh dcu oh
1: movies, right, Two two 200 think. 250 yeah. million you're looking at with those films but yeah i mean you can see it all on screen the scale the the, the depth of combat the the different um, battles that occur, both in the start and then that, that massive battle at the end, which is like 45 minutes, an hour almost. You know, all these different phases of the battle. Bloody amazing to see. And some of the characters, when they wade into the battle, the the martial arts style of fighting is, is pulled off brilliantly. Some amazing moments. I think what it does really well for uh, essentially a five-hour film is... There's not much of it which which drags yeah you, know, you get bits of, you get bits in an hour and a half film that can drag at times. there's not there's perhaps a little bit uh, for me anyway in the very final battle when they're in the shield wall and it goes on and on and on and on and on, and on a little bit too much for me but apart yeah. from
0: that and maybe like um Sun zianxiang's um spy mission. That, that Yeah. Adds on a little yeah. bit as well, kind of. Um,
1: well, because it's like three stages almost, rather than like she goes out, does this thing. Um, she's yeah. a, she's the, the princess, by the way. We'll get to all the characters in the plot. Um, but just do overall first. But yeah, just little bits. But for a film that's five hours long, it's very breezy. It's very John Woo. I mean, yeah. and you can see that in the techniques. For anyone who's watched a John Woo film before, it's, if you have never known this was the director, you should be able to sit down and after 20 minutes know it's John Woo. I mean, and, and some yeah. of that works and some of that doesn't quite work, I think. Yeah, I
0: think we kind of touched about that yesterday, but like the yeah. the, the swooshing panning shots, like I got pretty tired of those.
1: Yeah, quickly. yeah. <laughs> and, and there are,
0: Well, there are some things
1: that just don't kind of belong in, I know you want to do, use different techniques and different um, ways of shooting, yeah. especially with epics, but there are some things which just don't work in an epic. Like John Woo does his John Woo quick zoom all the damn time. Yeah. And there's a bit later on where, and you're going to have to pronounce her name again, uh, Sun her um, uh, um Piggy has died. Oh, sorry, she's Piggy. The the guy that she befriended um, in the opposition has died. Um, um, and the Chow Chows. And it, it does this really quick zoom
0: into her eye. Oh, she, Ooh, no, it wasn't Piggy. It, he was, I don't remember his name, but she was Piggy in that relationship.
1: Yeah, no, 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 that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Um, this, this, yeah, this, this, I got it wrong first time. Yeah. But yeah, this other guy. And it does this incredibly quick zoom right into the eye. But yeah. It's like, I, just, I don't... I don't get what you're getting from that. I don't know why. It's, it's just John Woo. That's what John Woo does. But some of the John Woo works really well, especially the the kinetic and frenetic battles that happen throughout yeah. the, uh, the
0: film. I mean, there are also a couple of scenes where you have the slow motion with the pe- someone flying through the air and then the, yeah, someone jumping to catch them. That happens a couple yeah. of times, like once with a baby and another time yeah, and yeah. with a woman. Um, which is gets it's it's a bit much. Uh, but. Mm. But yeah, I mean, it's John Woo, and <laughs> yeah, it's just I'm a bit too conservative, probably, and when it comes to filmmaking in that regard, um, I, I, I'm not. i not, and I am. It's just, it's just the the fact of it's that genre. Yeah, and it's like just, I want to, I, I want to see beautiful. It, it feels um, like it calls sh- a little too much attention to itself.
1: Yeah, um, exactly, uh, and you can see the technique rather than it being more invisible yeah. in forwarding the, the the narrative and the action. and rather but, than
0: actually drawing you into the movie, it sort of pulls you up because
1: you stop. Yeah. Notice it. Yeah, and you, you think about that thing that's just happened and think, does that feel like it's in the right context? Does that work in any way for yeah. creating what the meaning's supposed to be? But, but, but regardless of that, it's still this off of a movie that moves along quickly, has a great, great pace. It's got some really interesting characters as well. I mean, um, the you know, the, the emperor is, is basically being manipulated um, by the prime minister. Yeah, ciao. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. Chow. ciao. Ciao, ciao. Right, there we go. Ciao, ciao. And yes. right. he ah uh, the silence here okay. Well, he's he's basically been manipulating the emperor. Uh, wants to go to war, take down the rest of the warlords, as he sees them as he's been doing for, for however long he's been in power. And um, he, he's an, he's a whitewash that the emperor. Of course, he says yes. He meets opposition in the uh, they're not the senate, but you get you know what I mean. And that's it. He just he just establishes this war, and he's got one of the biggest the biggest army that you know one of the biggest armies on earth. This this uber powerful emperor with with this powerful navy, and Lu Bei has been fighting. It's the Han dynasty, by the way. I I certainly don't know as much about it as you do, um, Silver. So correct me at any point. No, it's the Han, Di-
0: Han dynasty. Yeah, it's the end of the Han dynasty, basically. Which okay. is ruled for uh, four hundred years up until uh, from when Qin um, reunited united China, basically the first Chinese emperor.
1: Right. Okay. So Lu Bei has been fighting them for a long time. He's got an amazing amount of refugees. He's losing troops and he needs help. So he sends his... Well, it's his idea, the war strategist, uh, Sun Tran, who is just... He's my favourite character in the whole thing. He's got this zen like calmness and he thinks about things in very particular ways. He has this amazing skill set. And I think later on... I just love him as a character throughout the whole thing. I think he's just wonderfully balanced. But... He sets off to um, head to another clan, uh, and again, what's the emperor? What's the emperor of that clan's name? It's a younger guy.
0: Um, well, you mean uh, Sun Chuan? Yes, for, for Wu, the kingdom of Wu.
1: Yeah, kingdom of Wu, and he has to go and convince the emperor to,
0: you know, form this alliance to try and stop. Well, Zhao um, Sao. Well, no, I mean, the, now I'm confused because I mean, the leader of Wu is Sun Chuan. but but the guy that um, that gets sent as an emissary from, from Lubei, um, which is Sugar Liang. Um, That's it. Sugar Liang.
1: He's my favorite character in the, in the whole. It, it, right. Or, just the way he th- or thinks Kong, about Kong,
0: war? Kong Min, as they call him throughout the film. Kong, Kong Min. Yeah, name. Kong Min.
1: And the relationship he forms with um, the young emperor's brother um, you know, during that alliance is just brilliant. It's the, the way they think alike and they, the way they not bounce a, off each other. They're
0: not actually brothers though, they're just like brothers by like oath or or friendship. Yeah, yeah. Um like Shun Tran and Ju Yu. Uh Juyu, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, as you can see, a lot of characters. <laughs> yeah, there's but, a lot to keep track of.
1: But they're all really, really distinct and and the the way that the, the, the alliance forms and they and they kind of start training together. There's so many. Mo- there's loads of moments in this film when I was just like, "Oh man!" That the, There's a bit later on when they're kind of getting ready to go to war, and again, name. It's the guy with the beautiful wife as a lady, who's the equi- is the equivalent basically. He's the war strategist. The, yeah, that, that's Juju. Juju. So and Juju, um, his his wife has sailed away, um, to try and distract uh, Cao. Cao. And give them a head start. Again, we won't cover everything because this is five hours and a massive, massive yeah. film. But there's this, this, this thing that this, this event that takes place where everyone before the battle has been produced uh, like rice dough balls, and all of his, all of his kind of generals, his peers, his soldiers, one by one, go over to him and place one in his bowl out of respect. For both yeah. what he, his wife's doing and what he's doing, and I just I was almost in tears. I, I
0: completely yeah. That it. scene was really effective.
1: It was. Yeah, I just just the way they all you know that, that that sense of camaraderie in such defiance in in what is a, a situation where you it, it's essentially the three hundred going up against the Persians. Not severe, but you know it, the, the odds are stacked against them.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean that 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 scene is meant to sort of convey. No, we we'll, we won't eat or celebrate now. We'll celebrate later after the battle um yeah and yeah and express their like fraternity with with their general
1: yeah i, I also like the um <laughs> not so much on South, South side but on on the other side there are so many wonderful characters that have unique crazy fighting styles yeah um again I'm not gonna remember any of these names properly but there's the one who looks like Tripitaka with the giant and the giant hair that comes out and he charges yeah, into ba- yeah and he'll just punch
0: people down. That's yeah, the guy who used the god of war. Shouts, uh, bellows, yeah. Yeah,
1: and the, you do know, the other guy who you said was um called yep. the god of war, Guan I of the nickname. Well, Guan Yu. well
0: we we kind of Westerners kind of call him the god of war for, for for Chinese as I understand it for the Chinese he's more like an avatar of loyalty, devotion. Um
1: right, okay. He's basically he's, got...
0: he's basically like a role model. Um yeah.
1: Zen and uh, and very calm in battle, and yeah. can use can use the opponents' weapons and movements against them in, in a heartbeat. Uh, there's that bit when he's near the start. This is enjoy the start-ish the, the first yeah. big battle, um, when he's just surrounded. And every um, it's like a plunk almost. It is. Yeah. It's 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 military plunk. He's sort of staffs all the way around him, and he just goes breaks them all grabs bits of them and stuff oh man it's so yeah. cool if there's one thing john Woo definitely knows how to do it shoots action and oh it's just so so yeah. cool
0: and uh, then there's uh, Zhao yun as well um the general who goes to rescue lubei's uh child
1: yeah and he's more um almost more classical in his fighting style yeah very clean and reactive and and will use um height and stuff to be there's that one bit where he's got the baby and Everything's coming down. or He just drops to the floor flat and then moves out and they all stab themselves <laughs> with yeah. spears. It's like, oh man, that's so cool. So yeah, it's it's it, the action is, is really, really, really exceptional. Apart from, like we said, occasionally I, I, the wrong technique will be used or, or the slow-mo will be the wrong time, something like that. Little niggles yeah. here and there. But for the most part, it's, uh, it's a real cool thing yeah, to watch.
0: And, and what interests me a lot about this movie is that a lot of the things in it are enormously silly. Like Sun Shang's oh, yeah. um, trip behind enemy lines and her like friendship with, with uh, the the common soldier who impresses Sato at a at a football game, and basically gets a promotion to yeah to a division commander or a regiment commander, and um and yeah, I mean, and that whole relationship is so silly, but but somehow, despite the silliness, it it works, <laughs> and it kind of I manages think it's because it's charming. Do you know? I yeah. think it's it's no, it charming. is. It I, feels absolutely. Charming. I agree. I think you're completely right. I like that character as
1: well. I, I like the princess. I, I like um uh, she's she's a bit like Arya Stark, you know what I mean? A tomboy who doesn't want to be in a man doesn't want to be in a woman's world, yeah. doesn't want to be a lady, doesn't want to be a princess. She wants to affect the world and wants to fight along with them and prove herself. And boy does she do that in the end. <laughs> yeah. But I, I wish she could have done a bit more at the end because she kind of enters battle. She breaks from the shield wall, enters battle, and obviously she she finds um, this soldier she befriended. And, and um...
0: but I think that's kind of I mean that that's really where it, one of the reasons why that moment where when he dies is so resonant because up until that moment, war's really been all fun and games for her. Yeah, yeah, and she's won everything. She, everything she's tried to accomplish, yeah, she's accomplished. Yeah, and that, that's that's the moment when he dies is the moment when the reality of the war sort of resonates. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, I'd and fin- that, and she
0: finally, and she finally realizes that. I mean, that's mm. that's what she says um, when when um, she first goes to see like Ju Yu, Zhuge um, Liang, and and her brother, mm. and and she sort of st- introduces herself. And she says um, she hasn't fought in battle yet, but she's looking forward to it. And then Juyu replies with, after I saw my first battle, I hoped I would never see another one. Mm. I think it is uh, something to, yeah. to that effect. And that's basically what, what is delivered in that scene, that that same sort of impression, lasting impression on her.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's some uh, really kind of um, cathartic moments in the film. There's the, uh, the, the, the horse... Uh, Who's giving birth, and um, they can't breach because the one of the f- yeah. feet is caught, the hoofs is caught inside, and uh, the the war strategist manages to, w- 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 he, know, he know, he knows about everything in some way, <laughs> and, he, and he's been birthing cows uh, before, so he goes in there, and uh, the lady, you know, forces them all to make sure to promise that it won't be
0: a war horse; it'll be just be a uh, you know a horse that's let to be free. And I thought that was a really beautiful moment. It was, yeah. I mean, one of my favorite was, um, uh, a moment between, um, Zhou Yu and his wife, uh, Zhao Qi, um, where they're basically, uh, I mean, they're kind of, they're being really intimate and she put, takes his hat and puts it to her, her, um, belly. And it, it's pretty amazing at that point that he doesn't realize that she's pregnant, um, mm. and asks him, what can, what can he hear? And he says like, he can just hear the rain, which is falling outside. And I thought that scene was really beautiful as well. Uh, in how that was handled um but yeah there are a bunch of like those smaller moments in the film i think i mean you mentioned the large, large scale of it uh to start off i think really the historical epic it reminds me of the most uh bizarrely enough because it's not really sort of the grand action slow fair that this is but the 1970s napoleon no not napoleon oh, yeah. no, waterloo
1: waterloo yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, which sort of has bat- battles on a similar scale, like the battle within where, um, where Wu, uh, or Sun Shang uh, lures Cao South South cavalry into the turtle formation. Yeah. Uh, and they close up around them. It's really reminiscent of the battle, uh, in Waterloo where, um, with Wellington's troops ship form up in square formations, uh, from, uh, to avoid or counter, uh, Nace cavalry, um, so it, it reminds me a lot of Waterloo, to an extent, um, just, hmm. just in terms of its scale.
1: We'll have to cover that at some point. That's a film I haven't seen in a very, very long time. <laughs> um, very, very, that's there somewhere, but Jesus, decades
0: ago. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I uh, I mean, again, I don't know the historical accuracy. I mean, um, th- there'll uh, be it's, some I mean, of it. I it, mean, but...
0: it's, it's based on historical fiction, uh, like The Romance of the Three Kingdoms is a historical fiction novel right. that was written in, I think, like 15th or 16th century. Uh, China
1: uh, right okay. which, which sort so, of
0: mythologizes a lot of this um like for instance sao um has generally been portrayed as as a villain in in modern media especially like modern western media but but like contemporary history suggests that he wasn't particularly more malicious than than a lot of the other warlords at the time um but for example, I mean he does power. Yeah, that and he like his most famous quote is uh, "I would rather betray the world than have the world betray me," which is runs very counter to the whole like fundamental Chinese pre- Confucian precept of like selfless service for the greater mm. good, um, which is a sort of I think another way, what another reason why he's sort of been relegated to the villain of history.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But going against the uh, the original kind of traits of. And the tenets of what the Chinese uh, at the time, were uh, yeah, leaving.
0: and then, and then, I mean having the gall to say it,
1: yeah, yeah, out loud and quite brazenly, I'd imagine, yep. given what we see of the character. <laughs> yeah, I I I really liked it. I really really liked it. I I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I've, I've seen longer films, um, Andy Warhol's Empire. If anyone wants to watch an Empire State Building and a Birdland for about I don't know, a couple of minutes and then fly away again, it's eight hours long. Get yourself a beer, maybe a curry, chill out. But yeah, five hours is a long time to entertain. It's a long time to uh, make sure the audience doesn't fall asleep, find things tedious. Uh, and I was enthralled for most of it. I, I really there enjoyed...
0: Really, there are really three major battle scenes in it. Uh, there's the, yeah. the one at the very start, which is uh, Lü Bei's retreat at Changban. Um, yeah. Then there's uh, when they lure Tao's cavalry into a trap. Uh, and then there's uh, Red Cliff. Those yeah. are basically the three battles, or Chirby, Um Those are basically the three battles in the movie, uh, and each of those scenes is really large in scale. It's pretty; they're pretty lengthy. Um, like they run like at, at least half an hour each. Um, just the amount of humans on the screen is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the extra—not wow. not, <laughs> not just the extras, but the actual practical stunt work in this movie. Like yeah. the amount, the amount of horses that fall over with men on them is just staggering. Like, yeah. Like, the, the very first cavalry charge in the movie is when Tzadzov's cavalry uh, charges Lubei's line. And they uh, tw- twirl around their shields to basically mirror, and the other side of their shield is basically a mirror, so they can reflect the sun into the eyes of the cavalry. And the cavalry then crash and, and is halted in their tracks uh, from their charge. Um, and, and the horses fall over and everything. And the stunt work throughout the movie is really impressive. Like, it's it's old-fashioned yeah. movie, handy uh, craftsmanship.
1: I really like that moment with the shields as well. I, I've never seen it in film before. I'm sure there's... I mean, I've seen individuals use it. But I've never seen it um, used as a uh, a literal war-based technique, particularly for cavalry, which would make absolute sense. But, yeah, yeah. it was that, that moment looked really, really cool. I, each of the battles is just staggering in scale. I yeah. mean, I could only... The the only thing I can even come close in my mind is Helm's Deep, for the sheer amount of human people fighting and dressed and choreographed and and, and one of the most difficult things to do with an epic is manage scale, manage th- these amount of people, manage these effects, manage yeah blocking a even yes. blocking a scene is a nightmare. And
0: logistically, it's it's a nightmare.
1: Yeah, I mean, it just it seems like one of the most. Uh, truly and utterly ridiculous undertakings for any director to attempt, so just fair play for that alone, I mean the amount of Absolutely. cast you're working with, the amount of plot lines you're trying to draw together um, the, the amount of I mean we're talking animals, we're talking ships, we're t- I mean obviously there's a touch of CG here and there because you can't you can't have everything um, as it was in that scale, but by god they attempt it and yeah,
0: <laughs> and I mean the actors yeah. are all really good um, like yeah, there's there's no t- performance. Tony t- really t- 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 Long, uh, or if, I'm not sure if that's if that's how you pronounce it. But as Tony a, Leong, I think, yeah. as a, as Zhou Yu is really really good. Um, yeah. And again, I don't I don't remember who plays it, Duke of the Liang, but he's really good also. Um, and Cao Cao is also really good. Uh, the Duke's on, um, Tran is Chang Chen, the actor. Right.
1: That's the only thing I'm going to add to the cast of character names during this entire podcast, but <laughs> it's my attempt at helping. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean... No, it's appreciated. The, there, isn't, there definitely isn't a, perform- a performance throughout it that I felt let down by. I think everyone played their characters really well. I don't think there was any particular um, non-fleshed-out characters. There are a few who were one note um, for a reason. For instance, like the princess's friend that she meets when she infiltrates the other army. But apart from that, really, most of the characters are, have got at least some depth to them, and yeah. even the strong silent types, when they speak, you know, like towards the end when Lubei has uh, Lubei leaves after a while. He leaves the alliance because he just hasn't got the bloody men anymore. He doesn't think he can't. He can't survive. He's got too many refugees.
0: Yeah, there's um, an outbreak of typhus. Or yeah,
1: which is which is caused by cell cells. Oh, what a dirty tactic that was. So. Typhoid develops in South Cells um, camps, um, and, he, and he just has this, rather than just burn them on a pyre, he decides, I know what I'll do, I will send them on rafts across the river to Redcliffe. That's yeah. what I will do. Uh, and, oh man, well, uh, that's just... So Typhoid develops there as well, um, <laughs> I have to burn all these bodies, Jesus Christ, what a horrible war tactic. But hey, yeah. war I guess. But yeah, there's this bit. Li Le- Le- Bei moves because his soldiers are so ill. He has to get them out of there, so he takes them back to um, um, uh, it's not their own home, but it's a place further away. And there's that just meeting him a tent, and basically, all his generals are just like, "Look, let, let's just go and let's just go and join in. We can't sit this one out. We can't be losers. We have to, we have to get in there and help these people and see if we can take this this warlord down. Because otherwise, everything's going to change. And and I just like that. I like that all these really interesting characters with different personalities. Um, uh, the stony-faced Zing. He's the uh, the guy who trains a lot of the the other troops. Uh, he's very he's very stone faced all no, the time. He's oh, all right,
0: yeah, Ganjing, yeah. He, he's, he's the, the guy who pirate. The pirate. General, yeah, yeah, he a pirate. He sacrifices
1: himself um, in the end. He uh, he's just a great character as well. He's a strong, silent type. He apologises when he's done wrong he he leads the troops he leads by example he's got a good heart he's quite stoic though but he has fun now and again and, and you know there's so many different um, unique characters that all play off each other i think the ensemble works really really well
0: yeah it does uh, like like you said i don't think there's really a weak performance there um, like i mean the, the movie starts out with like Lu bay's retreat then it goes to um to lube bay after the retreat like they're really desperate and so they're looking uh, we need we need friends if we're going to stand up to South South. And so they propose an alliance with another kingdom, which is Wu. Mm. Uh, and they, they decide to make a stand against South at the Yangtze river, um, at Chiribi uh, or Red Cliff, um, where the battle then comes, uh, ha- occurs. Uh, and that's basically sort of the arc of the movie, um, throughout, uh, but yeah, it's I, I I mean, would I recommend this over the two and a half hours half hours version? I from what I understand, the main thing the two and a half hours version misses. I don't. I mean, I, that that's the version I saw first. Um, I hadn't ever seen the five hour version until we, we saw it just now. Um, I, uh, from what I remember, I think the main thing that's missing is uh, Sun Zhang Zhang's entire like uh, plot. In Tsotsaws camp is is gone. It doesn't exist. Oh, okay, okay. Um. So, so I mean, just just watch it would be the, would be the general. I think it is actually distributed internationally, the five hour cut as the special edition of Red Cliff, So you might be able to find it. Yeah, I think you can get it name. on
1: DVD and Blu-ray. I think. Yeah. Um. It's just not streamed anywhere from what I could find. No. Um So it's just just a difficult one to find, unfortunately. Um. I. But I, I would, would certainly say recommend it's... it. Oh, no, I would, absolutely. But I would, I would also say watch it in two sittings. Treat it as, treat yeah. it as like, um, two separate films. You know, treat it as a bookend to one another, because five hours is a long time. And it I is, think John,
0: yeah. a bit too much John Wu at once, maybe? Maybe, yeah. Um, but, I mean, on the other hand, uh, they are really closely connected, so it is kind of nice to watch them sort of back-to-back um, with an inter- intermission in between. Maybe. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I
1: basically watched the first part one day and the second part the next day. Yeah, so I did the much- same. It wasn't much of a gap, and I think I think you've got enough time to process. Especially if you're not used to not just epics, but like foreign language epics, because and especially those which are um, quite complex in the amount of characters and plot lines they're trying to throw at you. You know, if you're not if you're not quite used to those films, it, separating them will give you that time to process the first section, which is quite heavy in its. This is this. This is the emperor. This is the prime minister. They're going to war. These are these characters. There's lions here. You know all these different characters and setups, whereas then you can kind of get into the second part of it a bit more easily, I think.
0: Yeah. So I mean, yeah. we, we both liked it then. Uh,
1: yeah, no, uh, I re- I really did. I I thought it was a, it was quite an. I think it's because it's John Wu. It's actually quite an old school squash buckling type of an adventure film. Yeah. You know, it, some some excellent battles, some great performances. The what, music what, what was, was your, okay. What was your
0: favorite? Show? I actually thought the music was really good at times, like that that. Um that main main theme they have that's like bum 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 bum, bum. yeah yeah, bum, bum, yeah. Bum, 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 or something like that similar to that i thought was really really compelling and and just hit the nail right on the head for for what was going on
1: i just want to mention that that scene as well when again i'm so vague with this but the uh the leader of the woos not the emperor the other guy and and the lady who disappears later to go to you know south south um
0: He's yeah, practicing martial. Um, he's
1: practicing martial arts. Um, in the house, I think it's raining outside, and and it's beautifully shot. And as he's practicing, I think she's making tea. You know the the root the, the, Well, that, no, um, that's
0: that's Zhu Yu then, uh, who's the vice. Zhu Yu, sorry, Zhu Yu, yeah, Jiu-Yu, the, the, vice the board, second yeah, in Jiu-Yu. command.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, and she's. Um, kind of just going through single parts of the art of war bit by bit as he does it. It's constructed so well. Yeah. That, that whole, that whole scene. I just, just thought I'd mention it. I, I really like that.
0: Yeah. I think, I think my favorite shot is actually in the film is probably at the end of the first part where, uh, Zhuge Liang releases the dove that just flies over the river, over mm. the Yangtze a, across and into a, the yeah, and, ships and, and over at South South's camp, uh, in one continuous shot, mm. uh, I think that 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 shot is probably my favourite of, of the movie. So yeah, I really like
1: the the, the, the lanterns. Yeah, the, the you know these beautiful um, um, traditional lanterns that that light up the sky. Yeah, uh, uh, and as you said, you know indicate which way the wind is blowing. Which becomes and before we, we we sign off, I guess we should mention that the wind is integral to this film. Absolutely
0: integral. The weather um, in general. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the way it reflects not only the kind of themes of the characters and what's happening, um, but also how aesthetically wonderful the, the shots look at times. They really, really do. But the wind is important because, it, you know, they both got naval fleets, and Cao Sal believes the wind is going to be going northwest, and so do the others um, in the rebellion, but in the alliance, but they have master strategists who can read the weather and understand how yeah. seasons can change and things like that and in the end that's one thing along with the, um the uh, ladies' uh kind of manipulation of south to, to try and slow down his war efforts is, is what feeds into the eventual breaking of that naval vanguard you know the ships that can't detach yeah. in time and they set everything and that is something to behold as well that just that on fire yeah the fire wow. attack yeah yeah I think that's the most viscerally crazy and, and, and amazing um, scene in the film. A bit like the Blackwater Bay battle in Game of Thrones, but on a whole whole Yeah, a whole different, different scale. scale. Yeah. And looking far more real, obviously as well. But that was a standout moment for me, I think.
0: Yeah. I can understand why. It's funny, um like the the historical legend from the romance of the Three Kingdoms is actually that Chuga Liang uh performed like a ritual from what I recall. A ritual that actually made the weather change. But he basically controlled oh, the weather okay. rather than anticipated it
1: so it ties more into the kind of folklore elements of yeah
0: the... like the mythology
1: that's really cool I like that well yeah I, I really liked it I really really liked it i I, I like a lot of this stuff anyway of Flying daggers hero I mean I, I, yeah. you, even back to seven samurai I love this akimbo love this stuff uh, Jimbo sorry so yeah I really like this as, as a as a modern epic set in a completely different culture and world that a lot of people won't be familiar with it's a nice way for them to get some understanding of the way that culture works its traditions um its moralities, and also just a bloody good action film with some cracking
0: characters. Yeah, and some really amazing battle scenes.
1: Yeah. Go out and watch it, guys. I uh, I had a great time watching it, but just give yourself a break in between the uh, five-hour runtime.
0: Yeah, and and try to bear with the constant swooshing, panning shots.
1: Yes, and, and quick scenes for no reason. Yep. Uh, but hey, job work. Right, um, I have decided this week... I had a load of different stuff I was going to I was gonna try and choose, um, but I've decided that it's about time we covered my favourite film. That sounds great. So, Mills Crossing, obviously, was yours. We did a little while yeah. ago now, which was great. So, next week, we are going to be doing Ridley Scott's 1982 cyberpunk masterpiece, which is still being copied today, and that, of course, is Blade Runner, uh, my favourite film. The final so, cut
0: version, I assume.
1: Yes, the final cut. Yeah. The best of the cuts um i would i i'm not a fan of the narrated i i really don't and he on purpose harrison ford when you know originally had yeah. the narration for the original version he purposely made it as laconic and tedious as he could because he didn't want to do it either so yeah. that's the first thing to go but we'll talk about the bloody nine cuts or whatever there is a little bit <laughs> but yeah can't wait for that
0: yeah that's gonna be great it's a wonderful movie yeah it really also is. one of my favorites Thing. cool excellent stuff right well thank you very much for watching the last edit
1: podcast this has been number 26 we're getting on we've uh, been doing this now for about 8 months so I hope yeah. you really enjoy what we've been doing talks we're not going anywhere we've certainly enjoyed, been enjoying doing it yeah it's great to talk about films that we don't well maybe we would ordinarily not quite get a lot of them watched but we, we would with others but yeah. it's nice to just talk film for a bit in and one film and focus on it so, yeah, talk to us in the comments. Um, if there's any crazy films, obscure films that you think maybe we might like to cover, check in the comments. Talk and to us have about you seen? Um, have you seen
0: Redcliffe? Uh, what did you think of it? Um, yeah,
1: exactly. What, what did you think of it? Do you agree with us? Have you got any different takes, you know, um, and that we haven't? It's always nice to hear from you guys because that's why we do this. We do this so people can talk about, about film with us. Yeah? Precisely. That's the whole point. Right, have a bloody good week, and we shall see you very soon. Take care, guys.